Shalom, Shalom, Shalom family. This is your boy Ezekiel Ben Israel coming back at you from Nation Not Desired. Did you know that the elites have put together a diabolical plan to depopulate the earth and that no one on this planet is excluded from this movement? It's true. One of its key players is, that's right, your very own computer guru, Bill Gates. The plan itself is called Agenda 21. Now you may be asking yourself, what can I do about this? This man is very wealthy and powerful. That's true, he is. But do you also know that you have powers as well? Powers untapped until now. The powers that I'm speaking of are wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Proverbs 1 and 5 says this, A wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. This is where Nation Our Desire comes into play. We want to keep you on the path of life through our teachings. We help you, you help us with your finances, your prayers, and your encouragement. You can become a patron at Patreon by typing in Ezekiel Ben Israel and submit your questions to nationnodesire at gmail.com. Listen, family, I've taken up enough of your time. Let's get to the message. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this one wonderful Sabbath day that you've created for us, Lord. And we're just going to pray, Lord, before we get into this message. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thine will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Shalom, 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 Israel. We are back in the house. Welcome to our new show, uh, which is entitled uh, The Lord's uh, prayer. We're going to be breaking down uh, the Lord's prayer and all that is involved in it. <clears throat> Are y'all excited? We hope y'all excited because I know I'm excited. We're going to find out a lot about the Lord's prayer today. Uh, turn with me, if you will, over to Matthew six. How was y'all week last? How was y'all week last week? Pretty good. Yes. Yeah, it was great. That's beautiful. Be beautiful. Um, how was your Shabbat? Shabbat, you get a lot of rest? Everybody get a lot of rest? Come. Yes. That's what it's for. That's what it's for, to get a lot of rest. Rest that body and that mind up and that spirit. All right. So how y'all doing out there, Israel? Y'all doing all right? I hope y'all doing all right. I hope y'all had a wonderful week last week, and I hope this upcoming week will be a wonderful week also. And remember... The Sabbath day is a day where we reconnect with the Lord through prayer, fasting, reading of his word, fellowship uh, of the brethren. And when I say brethren, I mean both men and women and children. And uh, just, just recuperating, revitalizing yourself, filling yourself with the spirit, which is the word of God. Okay, those laws, statutes, and commandments. Okay, so let's get, let's get right into it, Israel. Uh, let's go to Matthew, the sixth chapter. Let's go to Matthew, the sixth chapter. And, uh, fellas, uh, 
we're only going down to the 13th verse, so we gonna, I'm going to divide them up, okay? You can do a six and six and seven, okay? All right. All right. Yes. All right, so um, when you're ready, you can go ahead. Matthew 6, verse 1. Take heed that ye do not your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, ye have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Okay, let's let's find out what alms mean first and foremost. Alms mean money or food given to poor people. Money or food given to poor people. Okay, so what the Lord is saying here in Matthew 6 verse 1 is that you should pay close attention to not giving uh, your alms for men to see you giving your alms. Okay, and now if you're in a situation where men, you cannot avoid men to see men seeing you give your alms, then that's a different story. Okay. But otherwise, try to do, try to give your alms, try to take care of the poor people um, in secret, if you can, you know, slip it to them, you know, because that's what the Lord is talking about. He's talking about, you know, hey, y'all, check this out. I'm, I'm giving this guy $10. You know, he's, he's hungry. That's what that's talking about. Okay. Or putting it on, uh, putting on the radio, you know, I gave this much and much, this, this amount to this uh this store or these people this family you know so forth and so on okay all right continue on therefore when thou doest thine alms do not sound a trumpet before thee as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may have glory of men verily i say unto you they have their reward okay that's just like uh a lot of soup kitchens and, and, and you know, uh, a lot of all these church houses that feed people and stuff like that. They, they, they shouldn't be sounding a horn, you know. If they have to do that, you know, to, feed, to have people in the, uh, the Lord has blessed them where they have a division in their, in their church to feed people, and then, yeah, that's not a problem. But don't, don't use it as like a, a campaigning tool so you get elected to be the governor. Yeah, or something of that nature. You understand what I'm saying? Because that's how that's how politicians roll. Okay. Yeah. All right. Come on. But when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth. See that? Hold on for a second. It's not too often that uh, Sheng Zhu, the brilliant Chinese military strategist, and Al Pacino of The Godfather, give the same wise business advice. Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Now, they both said that, okay? So, I say that because um, the left hand represents your enemies, okay? And the right hand represents your friends, okay? So, so that's the reason why the Bible says go not to the left or to the right. Don't depend on your enemies or Israelites. Depend on the Lord. You see what I'm saying? Because a lot of times we can, uh, because really and truly, if you go to the, if you go to the left, and I, I'm not getting off the, getting off, getting off my, off my um, point here, but I just had to throw this in there. If you're going to the left or going to the right, regardless of whether you're going to Israelites or you're going to uh, enemies of Israel, you're still trusting in the flesh because both of those are flesh. Both of them are flesh. 
You see what I'm saying? Regardless of whether they're Israel or your enemies, they still flesh. So you're really still trusting in man down here and not building your personal relationship with the Most High. So that's what that means. I just want to throw that in there. Con. But, um, okay, so it says, but when thou doest thine alms, when you help the poor, when you give to the poor, when you give money to the poor, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth. Whether Let not Israelites know what you're doing or your enemies know what you're doing. Okay, that's what that's saying. Okay, so um, and uh, give me uh, let's deal with the friends part. Job six and fourteen, get that for me. Job six and fourteen. So Shang Tzu said that. <laughs> yeah, Shang Tzu. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where you think he got that from? Got it from Israel. See, Job six and fourteen. Mm-hmm. To him that is afflicted, pity shall be showed from his friend. Mm-hmm. But he forsaketh the fear of the Almighty. Uh-huh. See? Give me um, Job 6 and 27. And then Psalm 41 and 9. Job 6 and 27. Mm-hmm. Yea, ye overwhelm the fatherless, and ye dig a pit for your friend. Mm-hmm. See, that's an evil person right there. They digging a pit for their friend. And then they overwhelm the fatherless, those that can't help themselves. Right? Because what I tell you guys... I st- I told you that um, when a when a when a child does not have a father in this house, he's he way behind, way behind, right? Because a lot of things he's not going to know. You see, and a lot of times these politicians, these wicked politicians, they will. Uh, well, you got some some people that's that's politicians that that try to do the right thing, and then you have wicked politicians that just don't give a doggone. Okay. But uh, they take advantage of the fatherless because the father is a, is, a, is, a, is a guide to the home, okay? That's why the father is so important to the children, right? And to the wife. A lot, a lot, a lot of the wives, they, they are off too. It, they don't have a guide. They don't have a husband to, to wash them with the water of truth. You see what I'm saying? They loose, they loose out there cannons, you know what I'm saying? Being abused by this man and that man, this man, that man, this man, that man. That's why they, that's why they eventually called hoes. You see what I'm saying? Um, give me um, Psalm 41 and 9. And then give me uh, Proverbs 6 and 1. I have Proverbs 6 and 1. Okay, go ahead while he gets Psalm 41 and 9. Proverbs 6 and 1. Uh-huh. My son, if thou be surety for thy friend, if thou hast stricken thy hand, thy hand with a stranger. Mm-hmm. So don't don't ever be quick to strike somebody's hands and call them friend just because you shake the hand. What's up? What's up, D? What's up, G? You know, don't be so quick to call that person your friend. All right? They have to be tried for a while before you can consider them a friend okay because a friend loves at all times right and there ain't a lot of people that's um that, that can do that they don't have the capability because they have not been training their spirits like that you see what i'm saying what you got psalm 41 and 9 uh-huh yay mine own familiar friend in whom i trusted which did eat of my bread hath lifted up his heel against me who is this talking this is david talking ain't it 
Okay, so so a lot of people ate with David. Okay, but it was the friends that affected him the most. Those that were the closest to him. Okay, those that ate with him and then turned around and lifted up their heel against him. In other words, came against him in some way or fashion. Okay, like um his son Absalom. Uh, Absalom came against him. You see what I'm saying? But that probably that really hurt him. Wouldn't that hurt you? That would hurt me, right? So, uh, but the Lord said that because he did what he did concerning Uriah, that the sword, sword, sword would not depart from his house. Guy, <coughs> Khan. Okay. So uh, let's move on. Give me uh, Psalm, Proverbs six and three, and then Proverbs seventeen and seven. still dealing with friends right now proverbs 6 and 3 uh, do this now my son and deliver thyself when thou art come into the hand of thy friend go humble thyself and make sure thy friend what that means is when you come into the control of your friend when your friend knows something about you that you tried to keep secret when you were when you were doing something wrong that's what that means and they found out Bible says you better humble yourself and don't act prideful because they have the upper hand on you right there. They can tell on you. You see what I'm saying? So don't act prideful because that's the Lord allowing that thing to, to, to be found out. He allowed it to leak out. You see, that's what I was telling you. You see, what he that again? Do this now, my son, and deliver thyself. When thou art come into the hand of thy friend, go. Humble thyself and make sure thy friend. See, make sure thy friend, right? You, you, a lot of the thing to leak out. Now you're going to see what this person is really about. If they go and tell on you or if they try to get you in trouble, then you're going to see that they were not a real friend. Sometimes the Lord will allow a situation to occur where you are, this person will have to show you their true colors. You see, the Lord will do that. That's the reason why the Bible says, in all things give thanks. In all things give thanks. No matter how bad it may look to you. Lord, why you let this happen? The Lord has a plan. The Lord has a plan why he let it happen. That's why you got to be thankful and say, Lord, thank you for allowing this situation to happen because now I see that person for who they really are. It's just like when when the when the uh when when uh, I had that text war with that brother, you know, I would have never known that he felt the way he felt if that hadn't happened. You see what I'm saying? So it's important for you to just go with the flow. If the Lord allows something to happen, go with the flow of it. Okay. Um, give me Proverbs 17 and 17. Proverbs 17 and 17. And then give me 2 Samuel uh, 12, 9 through 14. We're going, in the en- we're going in on enemies next. A friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. See? So a friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. Now, this could be your biological brother, or it can also be a brother in Christ. Okay? A, bro- a fellow Israelite brother. Okay? Because they are going to tell you the truth about yourself, right? You, while you're going to want everything to be harmonious and no problems ever, they're going to be real with you and say, now, you know you was wrong. You know what I'm saying? You ain't going to hear that. 
but they're going to tell you that for your own good. You understand what I'm saying? So that's when, that's why a brother, it says a brother is born for adversity. So when that adversity comes, that brother is there to save you by telling you the truth about yourself. See what I'm saying? Instead of letting you go down the dark path and destruction, right? All right, let's deal with enemies. 2 Samuel 12, 9 through 14. Second Samuel 12, 9 through 14. And then give me 2 Samuel 19, 1 through 7. Come on. Wherefore hast thou despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight? Thou hast killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword, and hast taken his wife to be thy wife, mm -hmm. and hast slain him with the sword of the children of Ammon. Now therefore the sword shall never depart from thine house, because thou hast despised me, and hast taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be thy wife. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will raise up evil against thee out of thine own house, and I will take thy wives before thine eyes, and give them unto thy neighbor, and he shall lie with thy wives in the sight of this son. For thou didst it secretly, but I will do this thing before all Israel, and before the son. And David said unto Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said unto David, The Lord also hath put away thy sin, thou shalt not die. Howbeit, because by this deed thou hast given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme, the child also that is born unto thee shall surely die. See, so really and truly, we always are in control of our own destiny, pretty much. You understand what I'm saying? We decide, uh, other than what's already been preordained through prophecy, we have power to direct our lives, whether we live or die. You see what I'm saying? Because David, he gave control to the adversaries to speak evil against the Lord. You see what I'm saying? Through his disobedience. And that's what we have to understand. Our lives can be a testimony to give God glory, a testimony for evil against us. That's why I tell people all the time, I said, you know, before you make God's word a lie, right? He's going to make your whole life a lie. You see what I'm saying? It's because it's all about his glory. You know, it ain't, it ain't got nothing to do with nothing else. It's all about God getting his glory. Kind. Kind. That's what it's all about. And I tell people that all the time so they understand this, understand life in a simplistic way. You know, don't make things complicated. This is all about the Lord. It's always been all about the Lord. You know, and, it, and it's, it's, it's primarily because he came to do the will of the Father. The will of the Father is accomplished for his life. Now he sits on the right hand of power, running everything. You see, so he earned his position. It's up to us to earn our position next to him like he earned his position next to the Father. Now we had to do his will, you see what I'm saying, on this earth. You see, because he did the Father's will as he was instructed. Now we had to do as we are instructed of him. You see, because he's already, he's already, he's straight now. You know, you know, he didn't overcome the devil and everything. See, we have to do that now, but we we can only do it if we if we do it as he did it. That's the only way we can do it. So, uh, okay, give me Second uh, Samuel nineteen one through seven. Second Samuel nineteen one through seven, and it was told Joab, behold, the king weepeth and mourneth for Absalom. And the victory that day was turned into mourning 
unto all the people, for the people heard say that day how the king was grieved for his son. And the people got them by stealth that day into the city, as people being ashamed steal away when they flee in battle. But the king covered his face, and the king cried with a loud voice, O oh, my son Absalom, O oh, Absalom, my son, my son. David, David was in agony. David was in agony because I think Absalom was his oldest, wasn't he? Absalom was his firstborn, right? Uh, he, had an, he had another firstborn, but he died. So uh, I think Absalom, you know, living. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, his living firstborn. Yeah. So I mean, he was in agony because the the, the firstborn is the beginning of your strength, right? So he was he was very he was in agony behind that thing. And I, I understand how he feels. Okay, go ahead. And Joab came into the house to the king and said, Thou hast shamed this day the faces of all thy servants, which this day have saved thy life. Now we're talking about enemies here because we know that Absalom made himself out to be an enemy of David, okay? Through his own lustful desires. You understand what I'm saying? But listen to this. Which this day have saved thy life, and the lives of thy sons, and of thy daughters, mm -hmm. and the lives of thy wives, mm -hmm. and the lives of thy concubines. So now he he's, now David, this is a very crazy bad situation as far as David is concerned, because here you have a father, right, who who's mourning over a wicked son, you know, and now, and now the, the, uh, Mo, uh, Joab, right? Joab can't understand. Can't he, he ain't getting this, right? Because Joab is coming from the standpoint of this was an adversary of not only uh, Israel but of the Lord. You see what I'm saying? So Joab is like, hey, hey, man, get over it. You know what I'm saying? This dude was an enemy of all of us, even you. You know what I'm saying? But see, the, this the thing, right? Man, it's it's, it's deep. It's deep because you look at you look at David, right? David, David, David was feeling like he brought this on on, on, on his side. I know that he was. I know that David was thinking that. I know he was. You know, what I'm saying he's he was questioning himself. You know, because dads go through that, mothers go through that. He probably sitting up there. David was probably sitting up there because you know the devil. The devil was all in his head. You know, saying, "Yeah, see." If you hadn't did this when he was younger, if you hadn't did that when he was younger, you know, he wouldn't have died. It's all your fault. You know what I'm saying? That's what the devil was. We know that that's what the devil was doing, right? But but still, it may have just been he, he uh, Absalom, was, he was of age, right? He wasn't no little baby boy, nothing like that. So he knew what he was doing, right? And that's the reason why it's important for us to with all that getting, get an understanding, right? Because then we we understand, because there's been a lot of people that went down the, the wrong path in my family, right? And I had I had to come to terms. They lived their life, you know? The Lord, the Lord probably reached, did try to reach out to them many times, like he did me, like he did me, like he did you, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and through various sources, video, radio, the Bible, fellowships, you know what I'm saying? He reaches out to all of us, right? But a lot of us, we don't, we do not want to change our ways. We do not want to come to the Lord and change 
And what happens as a result of that is death, right? Because the Bible says, what does the Bible say about death? The wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death, right? And they probably, the, these people, they take this lightly, right? When you know what's going to happen to them eventually if they don't turn, right? Death. It's only one. It's either this or that. Like, like I say all the time, it's either this or that. There's no in between. So you're either going to have death or you're going to have life, one of the two. And, and everybody's got to choose. We can't choose for people. We desire the best for everybody, right? But we can't choose for them. They got to choose for themselves. All we can do is deliver. The, 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 all we can do is, is put out there good, explained choices. That's why I teach the way I teach. I teach so you don't have no doubts that that path over there is the wrong path. This path over here is the right path because that's what I'm going to be judged by when I stand before the king, right? The way that I laid it out for you so you would know, so you wouldn't have no doubts that what you chose. So that the, so the king, so I don't make the king of kings job hard because I taught a watered down truth. That's why he going to get me because I just made his job of judging you hard. See? Because I left you with I left you with no understanding through my teaching. So now he pissed off at me now. You see, you see what you see what you made here, son? Now I'm now I'm finna deal with you. You see? See that? So um okay, go ahead, give me that. Verse 6. And that thou lovest thine enemies and hatest thy friends. See that thing? So so David was all screwed up right through his emotions. See what I'm saying? He was down there crying. The devil was in his ear. He started thinking back when he, Absalom was young, the things that he could have changed, the things he could have done. See, you don't have to take yourself through that torture. If you do what you're supposed to do now, If you training your children up, if you warning them of the wrath the, and the hellfire that's coming, if you warn them about that, you ain't got to feel bad. That's what I was telling you. You ain't got to feel bad because you did the job you were supposed to do. Now you're down on your knees, you're crying, parent, and you say, oh, my baby, oh, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Because you didn't do, you should have been crying out with, by spanking them. That's when, that's when you should have been crying out. Spanking them, teaching them not. That's the wrong way, right? Instead of you expending energy to do things right, you did them wrong. Now, instead of them crying back then, but you chastising them for doing wrong, now you're the one crying because you know you didn't do right what was right. See? So, I mean, you're either going to do it right now or you're going to suffer later. And that's what, David, that's, what, that's, what, that's what was happening there to David. David was suffering, man. The devil was tormenting him, literally, in his mind, because he was wondering, did I, did I, did I do everything right when he was a young, young boy? Did I raise him right? See, you got that's what you got the Bible for. 
That's what you got the Bible for. Come on. And hatest thy friends. Uh-huh. For thou hast declared this day that thou regardest neither princes nor servants. See? Now they are doing the will of the Lord through the hand of the king. And now they feel like they being done wrong. And they doing the right thing. See the confusion? See the confusion there? This is what this is what confusion will do will do to everybody. That's why it's important. <laughs> That's why it's important to do the right thing. Because if we don't do the right thing, man, we causing the whole lot of confusion and hell. You know, and it's going it's going to affect so many people. We think that just me doing something. No, the king there is crying for a wicked soul. And it's confusing everybody. You see that thing? That's what I'm telling you, man. But it came from his own guilt. See? It came from his own guilt. That's the reason why we got to do the right thing, parents. You got to teach your children the right way, which is the biblical way. And you have to also make sure that your life, you, you got to make sure you live in something worth, worth, worth talking about. Come on. For thou hast declared this day that thou regardest neither princes nor servants. For this day I perceive that if Absalom had lived and all we had died this day, then it had pleased thee well. Wow. 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 He's not going to speak anything, right, that he ain't feeling. Joab was feeling this thing. And apparently everybody else is feeling that thing too. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh, the Bible says. So, I'm going to tell you, man, this is the reason why I do what I do. This is the reason why I make a stand for the Lord right now. Because the way I, the way I see it, we ain't got a whole lot of time to make a stand for the Lord. Things are coming to a head, everything on this earth. And if you're going to make a stand, you better make it now. You better make it now with your life. If You better choose who you're going to live for and, and live for them to the best of your ability. Because we don't know how much longer we're going to have uh, platforms to speak about the truth and share the truth with our people. We don't know how long we're going to have those platforms. That's why we had to do the best we can and share them now and make sure we're living a life that's pleasing unto the Lord. Because it's all going to come back and, and, and bite us if we don't. Come on. Now therefore, arise, go forth, and speak comfortably unto thy servants. For I swear by the Lord, if thou go not forth, there will not tarry one with thee this night. And that will be worse unto thee than all the evil that befell thee from thy youth until now. Do you see that thing? 
You see what I said? He said, this is if we forsake you, your friends, that's going to be worse to you than all the evil you ever had in your life. See that thing? See? And he was telling the truth because we just read what a friend uh, uh, is about. Those are the friends. He said, if we leave you, you really going to be tormented by the devils. See, that's the reason why it's important for us to cling to the Lord and to the, the woman that he got, the wife he got for you. Right? Because you get them wicked women, <laughs> you ain't seen torment. You see, that's the, and that falls right in line with friends. You see, the right wife. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm telling you, this thing is deep, man. Because you see what Mil, uh, Milka, Micah, Micah, um, Saul's daughter, did how she treated uh, David. You seen that? You see what I'm saying? And what did the Lord do to Micah? He shut her wound up where she couldn't have no children for David. He said, him, uh, you ain't gonna have nothing. You ain't gonna birth out none of these wicked things to, to David. No, no. I'm saying, see, the, the, the thing I'm trying to show you is that you, you gotta make moves, the Lord make moves. You make a move for the Lord, the Lord make a move for you. You make a move for the Lord, the Lord make a move for you. That's how the relationship is gonna be all your life. You do this, okay, the Lord gonna do that. There for the Lord, you you accept you you deal with the right women. The Lord gonna bring you the good wife. You know what I'm saying? You 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 honor the Lord's Sabbath. The Lord gonna bless you with a decent job. You know, <clears throat> man, it's it's deep, man. It's deep. You know, and, and you can see David's life is a true testimony of of the greatness of how God can deal with a man. You see what I'm saying? All the things the Lord did. Because the Lord, he understood the, the, the thing, uh, what David was going through behind losing Absalom. David was looking at it like a father. He was looking at it like a father who failed in some areas. You know what I'm saying? So you got to understand. And then I also, if we go back and, 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 and we also research um, Absalom's mother, we can also discover some more things. In which I'm probably gonna do that, you know what I'm saying? I, I didn't talk about it. All this, you know, I'm probably gonna do that unless y'all beat me to the punch. But um, I think that would be interesting for us to know, you know, Absalom's mom. I would like to know that, you know, because that'll really bring things home as far as how he why he turned out the way he did, you know. But anyway, um, go ahead. How far down am I supposed to go? Uh, did you finish one one through seven? I'm at Second Samuel nineteen one through. What is it? Yeah. One through seven. Okay. Yeah, all right, I'm done. Okay. All right, let's get back to the main text. Matthew 6 and 3. Matthew 6 and 4, rather. We'll read through 3 down to 4. Matthew 6, verse 3. But when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that thine alms may be in secret. Give me uh, Acts 10, 2 through 4. And thy father, which seeth in secret, Himself shall reward thee openly. Cause what is that? What is? What are you doing? What are you doing in secret? What's the significance behind you doing it in secret? The fact that you have a relationship with the Father, 
and it doesn't it doesn't include anyone else in the picture. You see, that's the reason why he wants you to do it in secret to him, because it because that's showing him this between me and you, Dad. This between me and you, Father. You know, that's why he that's why he says that you when you wanna uh, uh, when you want me to bless you, you do your alms in secret concerning my people, and then I'll reward you openly. So that they know that we have a relationship. I'm going to bless you openly, but you work for me secretly when it pertaining to alms. Pertaining to alms. See, some people say, see, we're supposed to let people know we work for the Lord. We're supposed to be secret agent. No, that's not what the Lord is talking about here. This is talking about concerning alms only. Okay. So we want to keep things in proper in the proper context. So some people that that's why I say you gotta be very clear when it comes to Israel, because they'll take something and run with it, but see we gotta be secret. We can't let nobody know we love the Lord. But then that'd be contradicting scripture. You see, because the Bible says faith without works alone, being alone is dead. Right? How's he, how's an evangelist gonna be a secret evangelist? When word evangelize means to go out amongst the people. <laughs> so yeah, you, you have to be very Precise when you're dealing with Israel. Okay, what you got? Acts 10, 2 through 4. Uh-huh. A devout man and one that fear of God with all his house. Now, the reason why I picked this because this is like the perfect situation as far as like alms are concerned. Okay, so I picked this because this is going to bring it home for how it's supposed to be done and the reward behind it. Go ahead. Which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. Now, this is Cornelius. And Cornelius was of the of the Italian band. This was not a Israelite. This was a man from another nation, another nation, Italians, right? Okay, come on. He saw in a vision, evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming into him, and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid, and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. <laughs> See that thing? You know what I'm saying? See, them alms is important to the Lord. <laughs> See, Cornelius was helping the Israelites. And he got the Israelites' father's attention. You see that thing? So that's why I say that, that uh, the other nations will be in the kingdom but they'll be there to serve us. See? He knew that that was going to get the Lord's attention. He didn't know how, though. See that thing? See? It got the Lord's attention so much that he sent an angel to him. (laughs) So this is important to the Lord, you see? Because Cornelius was helping our people. That's just like... uh, that's just like um, a police officer or a sheriff helping our people today. A Edomite sheriff or, or a sheriff of another nation helping our people today. You see, the Lord, the Lord will bless them in ways that they need to be blessed because they help our people. We're the children of the Lord. We're the only children of the Lord on the whole planet, the Israelites. Time. Time. <laughs> okay, you done? 
224. Yes. Okay. Let's get on back to the main text. Matthew 6 and 5. Matthew 6, verse 5. And then give me Matthew 7, 22 through 23, please. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, mm-hmm. that they may be seen of men. Mm-hmm. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. They got their reward. You know, they they, they doing this thing for popularity, for, for uh, some, some sort of uh, kickback. They may be doing it to uh, get elected, okay? Uh, become a, an elected official some in some sort or, no, or another, you know. Um, give me Matthew 7 and 20, 27, 22 through 23. Matthew 7, 22 through 23. Uh-huh. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils? Uh-huh. These are, these are a lot of our Christian leaders of today, Okay. This is how they conduct themselves. And we got some Israelite camps that's doing this thing, too. Come on. And in thy name done many wonderful works. Uh-huh. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. See that thing? That's what the Lord, that's what the Lord is going to say to those people. Okay, let's move on. Let's get on back to the main text, Matthew 6 and 6. Verse 6. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father which is in secret. This is how the Lord wants us to pray for our personal lives. When we have, this is what we're doing, what we just did was corporate prayer, corporate prayer, where we come together and we pray. But when you pray for something that you in particular need for yourself, or you're praying for someone else, you're supposed to pray in secret. Okay. All right. Yes. God. And thy father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. He's gonna, he's gonna show you out in the open from your, whoa, your, your labors of love in secret. He's gonna show you openly for people to see. Okay, come on. Verse seven. But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do. For they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Okay, let's let's get that. Let's let's break this down a little bit. So these are vain repetitions that it's talking about here in uh, verse seven. So vain means having a show, having or showing undue or excessive pride in one's appearance or achievements. Conceited, marked by futility or ineffectualness, unsuccessful, useless, vain efforts to escape. Having no real value, idle, worthless, vain pretensions. Now, the, what I, what, what, I, what I, uh, a good example is the uh, the publican and the sinner. Lord, I thank thee that I pay, give tithes of all my. You, you see what I'm saying? Um, give me Exodus 20 and 7, and then give me Job 9 and 29. Exodus 20 and 7. Uh-huh. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. For the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Okay? So this is one of the ways we can take the name of the Lord in vain when we say these worthless prayers. You see what I'm saying? We never looked at it like that, huh? 
anything, anything vain that you do concerning the Lord is vain. Okay, put that on the um on the floor so it don't you know you know sound for me. Thanks. I started doing that because I seen him doing. That's a good idea. Okay. Um, give me um who got Job nine and twenty nine. Job nine and twenty nine. And then give me Job fifteen and two. If I be wicked, why then labor I in vain? See that thing? Now we can labor in vain too. You see, we can labor in vain. Anything we do in the Lord, and, and it's not biblical. Like if we, um, like, like the Bible says, we labor in vain. They labored in vain that built it. If they didn't build it with the Lord's name in mind or his truth in mind, they labored in vain. That's the reason our Lord, Lord going to say, depart from me, you cursed. Lord, but I did this, Lord. Lord, but I did. Come on, angel. Come on, one moment, please. Lord, I did this, Lord. I did. You see what I'm saying? That's how it's going to be for him. Okay? Give me um, Job 15 and 2. Job 15 and 2. And then give me Job 39 and 16. Should a wise man utter vain knowledge and fill his belly with the east wind? Mm-hmm. Utter what? What type of knowledge? Vain knowledge and this, fill his belly with the east wind. This is people who are giving, they're giving uh, information from other men. They reading a lot of books. That's why the Bible says uh, uh, with much books come much misery. You know, they're, 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 there's just misery with reading so many books because you're getting uh, the, the thoughts and ideas of men poured into them pages, right? Instead of reading the words of God, Right? So that's that's where that's coming from. You see what I'm saying? Um, give me give me the next one. We should be sharing the word of God, the truth of God, with people. That's the only solution. That's the only answer to problems, right? Now, if it, now if you read a book like how we read the Titanic, right, and then. We, 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 we build that on, we, we add that as an additive to bring things home, make a home run with the truth of God. That's okay. Long as the truth, long as the other stuff that we add on supports the foundation, which is the word, the word of God. It's okay. Right? Okay. Job 39, verse 16. But then give me Job 41 and 9. She is hardened against her young ones. As though they were not hers. Her labor is in vain without fear. See, talking about the ostrich, but it's also synonymous with um, a, a, a evil uh, mother. Okay, the way that she uh, deals with her young children, right? Her labor is vain. You see that thing? You see what I'm saying? See, see, uh, that's why... I teach the way I teach because I need I need everybody to understand that God's word um, it comes full circle. It comes full circle. What that woman, what that wife is doing, or, or what that what that mother is doing is all for nothing. The way that she's dealing with her children is all for nothing. You know, uh, she may be buying them stuff. She may be all these works are are, are worthless. You know, she may be getting them extra stuff when extra treats. All that's vain to the Lord. You know what I'm saying? That's the reason why the Lord is saying this. You know what I'm saying? It's all worthless. It's not going to mean nothing. 
You see what I'm saying? And if it doesn't mean anything to the Lord, how can you make something out of it? You know what I'm saying? If the Lord says this thing is worthless, it's worthless to everybody. Because you know, I was just watching, I was just watching, I was just watching that um I was just watching uh God, what was that? Uh when 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 Jeremiah was trying to tell Zedekiah, you know what I'm saying? Uh Zedekiah, he wanted to hear from the Lord. He finally wanted to hear from the Lord. And Jeremiah was quiet. He said, You don't have anything to say to your king? You know what I'm saying? The great prophet? You know what I'm saying? Well, when I wanted to say something to you, you didn't listen. You see what I'm saying? When you thought you had it all right, you see what I'm saying? And, and see, that's that that's the beautiful thing, right? Because now, <laughs> I don't have nothing to say now. You know what I'm saying? Because you were walking in your pride when you should have listened. You should have listened. Now, it's too late. Judgment is at your door. Babylon is down the street. I'm telling you, man, this thing, this thing, man, I'm telling you, and that it, it's going to happen the same way with the United States of Babylon. People gonna be riding it out, man, enjoying their sin to that to that to that moment when, when that when that horn gonna go off. You know what the horn is? You know that horn? A missile's on its way. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be all over the United States. Yeah, get get a bomb cover. Cause it's coming. The Lord didn't already prophesied it's on his way. When they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction shall come upon you. Okay, give me um, give me uh what what what, what do you have there? Job 41 and 9. Come on with it. And then give me Psalm uh 2 and 1. I think it was Psalm 2 and 1. Hold on. Let's see. Yeah, Psalm 2 and 1. Come on. Behold, the hope of him is in vain. Shall not one be cast down even at the sight of him? We're talking about Leviathan now. We're talking about Leviathan now. That's, you know, everybody know him in the movies as Godzilla. But the hope of him is in vain. Thinking that you're going to destroy him. You can't destroy him. The Lord made him indestructible. Come on. That's it. Okay. All right. Uh, give me Psalm 2 and 1. Psalm 2 and 1. Uh-huh. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? See, the other nations led by uh, Edom, they imagine it as vain thing. Let us do away with all of them. This is our last chance. Let us do away with all of them. And then we don't have, the, the Lord has nobody to come back and get. Then we don't have anything to worry about, do we? You see what I'm saying? They are imagining this vain thing. Let us just exterminate all of them. That's what they're trying to do with the vaccines right now. Read that again. But the Bible says the Lord seeth in the heavens and he laughs. Come on. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? See that thing? 
Okay, so that's vain too. So all these vain things are not going to come up, are not going to add up to nothing but a zero. Because the Lord has all, if it's not done, if, it, if the foundation is not on the rock, it's not going, it's not going to prosper. It's not going to prosper. Give me, uh, let's get back to the main text, Matthew 6 and 8. Matthew 6 and 8. Matthew 6, verse 8. Uh-huh. Be not ye therefore like unto them. Don't be like them. Don't be like these vain persons that we just talked about. None of them. Come. Right? This is the instruction from your, your father, your Lord, your leader in the heavens, the third heaven, the Lord, the Christ, the black Messiah. Come on. For your father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. See, he knows what you need. You may not need no extra treats. You need you needed discipline. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And, and I instructed what should be done in my word concerning you. Now, if the adult didn't do it, then that's on them. They're gonna they're gonna pay like David paid concerning Absalom. You see what I'm saying? But you, now that you know better, you better do better, son. You understand what I'm saying? I'm telling you, man, this thing is real, man. The Lord, he, this thing is real. We better do what we know we better do. You, if you got to pay a price right now, if you got to pay the price of rejection right now, you better pay it. You better pay that price. If you, you got to pay the price of somebody turn their back on you, you better pay it. I'm telling you, because you either going to pay now or you going to pay later. I'm telling you, you better pay. You, if you don't pay now, you you gonna pay later. So you you need to make your choices now. Make your decision now. Who you gonna be for? Because if you don't, when once that horn sounds, it's gonna be too late. Your fate's gonna be sealed. You're not gonna have the courage to to stand for the Lord anyway. Once you hear the horn, because by that time you're gonna be them. We done went too far. You don't went too far with the disobedience. You don't went too far with the faithlessness. I'm telling you, the Lord got this thing all laid out. That's the reason why it's important for us as men and, and women of Israel to walk by faith and not by sight. This is the reason why. To train ourselves to start learning to walk by faith. Walk by faith, not by sight. I'm a man of faith. It don't have to be showed to me all the time to believe it. I believe it because it says it. And that's it. That's it. That's why I believe it because it says it. That's why I believe it. Not because I can see it happen, but because the Lord said it and that, that settles it. Come on. Verse 9. After this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Okay, hold it right there. We finna break, we finna go in hard on this our Father prayer because a lot of uh, people don't understand, it, a lot of Israel do not understand what this prayer means, right? Listen, um, get me Deuteronomy 4 and 39. 
We're going we to break down what this means. After this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed, hallowed, holy be thy name. Give me, um, you give me uh, Deuteronomy 10 and 14 also. Okay, Deuteronomy 4 and 39. Deuteronomy 4 and 39. Come on. Know therefore this day, and consider in thine heart, that the Lord, he is God in heaven above, and upon the earth beneath. There is none else. You see that thing? This is what you got to know. You pray unto our Father, which art in heaven. You see, you can't be thinking about the Pope in Rome. The Vicar of Christ. You can't be thinking about that. You can't be thinking about your former pastor. You see that thing? You can't be thinking about your dad. You got to be thinking about your father in heaven. Right? Read that one more time. Know therefore this day, and consider it in thine heart, that the Lord, he is God in heaven above. He is God, the controller. He is God. Come on. And upon the earth beneath, there is none else. And upon the earth, he's God too. So in uh, in this heaven down here and in the heaven above in the third heaven, there is no God but him. Give me Deuteronomy 10 and 14. Deuteronomy 10 and 14. And give me Deuteronomy 30 and 19 ready. 30 and 19. Come on. Behold, the heaven and the heaven of heavens is the Lord's thy God. And there is no God that says either. I just want to add that in there. There are no goddesses. Come on. The earth also, with all that therein is. Uh-huh. Read that one more time. Behold, the heaven and the heaven of heavens is the Lord's. The heaven of heavens, which means the third heaven. Come on. Thy God, the earth also. With all that therein is. That's right. He runs everything, man. All this real estate belong to him. He just letting the devil run it for a little bit. Come on. Deuteronomy 30 and 19. Uh-huh. I Give me Isaiah 66 and 1. I call heaven and earth to, to record this day against you. See that thing? The Lord can turn the, turn the earth against us. He can turn the sky against us. <laughs> That's why he said that. I call to earth this day and to heaven. Come on, read that again. He bad, I'm telling you, boy. Come on. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. Uh-huh. That I have set before you life and death. Mm-hmm. Blessing and cursing. Yeah. Therefore, choose life, that that both thou and thy seed may live. Now, this was spoke from Mo. This spoke through Moses by God to us, the children of Israel. This is just he's just talking to us, not the whole world, because the whole world wasn't called to live for him. We were called to live for him as an example to the whole world. So this is for us only. Not the Edomites and nobody else. Come on. 
Isaiah 66 and 1. And then give me 2 Corinthians 12 and 2. Come on. Thus saith the Lord, the heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. Uh-huh. Where is the house that ye build unto me? You don't have no house. Come on. And where is the place of my rest? Mm-hmm. See that thing? He's everywhere at the same time. Always on the go. Regulate everything. <laughs> That's how the devil tried to be. The deceiver, he tried to be the same way. That's why you have satellites probing the earth. That's why you have cameras down here on every every stoplight. Cameras in stores. The all-seeing eye. Ra. That's why he tried to do that. He, he tried to be like the heavenly father. Give me um, Matthew 6 and 10. Let's get back to the main text. Now, I'm going to show you how much you're trying to be like the Heavenly Father. Matthew 6 and 10. Uh-huh. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom. Do we know what we're asking for when we pray this prayer? Thy kingdom come. Come on. Thy will be done. Thine will be done. In other words, that means anybody praying this prayer can't want to love living in sin. You can't love sin. You can't love to lie, to cheat, to to commit sexual immorality, uh, to to have fornicate, to adult. You can't want to do none of this and say this prayer. Come on. Thy will be done in earth. Thine will be done on this planet. That means you got to be wanting to live it. Come on. As it is in heaven. As it is in heaven. Now let's get some more. Let, let, let me show you something here. Let, let, let's do a comparison between the angels of God and, and us. I'm going to show you how, how I'm going to show you that this is something else. This is something else, man. This is going to be deep. I'm what I'm going to show you. We're going to deal with the angel part first. Angel, Job 4 and 18. Let's deal with that. And then you give me the us part. Proverbs 27 and 6. I'm going to show you the comparison between how the Lord deals with men, the, the men of Israel, and angels. I'm going to show you the comparison. They ain't no different. The only difference is that they're terrestrial and we're celestial. That's the only difference. But we're going to be made just like them. And I'm going to prove it to you right here. Come on. Proverbs 27 and 6. Uh-huh. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Okay. Give me Job 4 and 18. Go deal with the angel. I said we're going to deal with the angel first. Right? Okay, let's deal with the angel first. Then you can still say that. You can uh, read that again. Job 4. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I told you that. I'm sorry. That's my bad. Let's deal with the angel first. Job 4 and 18. Uh-huh. Behold, he put no trust in his servants, and his angels he charged with folly. See that thing? He puts no trust in his servants. Right? And he charges angels with folly. Now, the angels are supposed to guide us through life, right? 
supernaturally they're guiding us through life. Give me Proverbs 27 and 6. Proverbs 27 and 6. Uh-huh. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Do you see the comparison there? Do you see the comparison? The angels are guiding us through life. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. You see how they're there guiding us? They're hurting us with their advice as to what we should do. But they're really guiding us, aren't they? Yes. They're guiding us from a place that we don't feel like we should not be there. (laughs) See the comparison? See the comparison between that friend and the angel? They're doing the same thing for us. You see that? So that's the reason why the Bible says we're going to be as the angels in heaven. Why? Because we're going to have the mind of Christ. Give me, give, give me, uh, let's deal with the, angel, the next angels, angelic situation. Psalms 8 and 5. And then you give me uh, Romans 2 and 7 dealing with us. I'm going to show you the next comparison. That's why the Bible says we're going to be as the angels. That's why we're practicing what we're preaching now. We're getting ready for that transformation that's coming from 2 Thessalonians. Come on. Psalm 8 and 5. Uh Uh-huh. For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. Uh Uh-huh. And hast crowned him with glory and honor. That's talking about the Christ right there. When he came down, he said, prepare me a body that I might go down. That was talking about the Christ right there. Read Romans 2 and 7. Romans 2 and 7. Listen to this. Come on. To them who by patient continuance and well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life. See, the same thing that the Lord had to go through. He had to come down here and walk this walk in the flesh. Like a normal man. You see what I'm saying? Read that one one more read that one more time. Romans 2 and 7. Uh-huh. To them who by patient continuance and well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life. See? Now he's with the Heavenly Father. Because he completed his mission in the flesh. You see what I'm saying? That's the same thing right there that he's that the, the, the script Bible is saying concerning us, right? You see, you see, you see what I'm saying? Another comparison. How we're going to be. We're going to be just like he is. Or as he is. Gods. Give me, um, let's deal with uh, the third, third uh, situation. Psalm 78 and 49. And then you give me Genesis 44 and 4. Psalm 78 and 49. Psalm 78 and 49. Uh Uh-huh. He cast upon them the fierceness of his anger, wrath, and indignation, and trouble by sending evil angels among them. Okay. Give me uh, Genesis 44 and 4. Genesis 44 and 4. Uh Uh-huh. And when they were gone out of the city, and not yet far off, Joseph said unto his steward, Up, follow after the men. And when thou dost overtake them, Say unto them, Wherefore have ye rewarded evil for good? 
See that? See how the Lord used uh, Joseph as an instrument of evil? But Joseph was righteous, wasn't he? You see that thing? Read yours again. And this is some deep stuff, man. That, that, that shows you that he's the father of the spirits. He could take a righteous man and use a righteous man to do you wickedly. And that righteous man still be righteous in his eyes. I'm telling you. Read that. Read that again. Read it. Because he, because why? Because the father ordained that it should be done. And when you, when you think about it, think about the disobedient young prophet. Same thing happened. Come on. I'm telling you, you better know this God that you playing around with. I'm telling you, come on, because he will set you up. Come on. He cast upon them the fierceness of his anger, wrath and indignation and trouble by sending evil angels among them. So he used Joseph in that situation. He was just working through him. So it wasn't Joseph. He could, wasn't nothing putting on Joseph because the Lord used Joseph as a vessel to do righteousness to a wicked soul. <laughs> Man. Give me, give me, uh, okay, let's let's deal with um, Psalms 103 and 20. Psalm 103 and 20. You cover that. And who no, you cover the um, no, you cover the us and you cover the angel, right? Yes. Okay, do it, let's deal with that. Psalm 103 and 20. And you give me Isaiah 40 and 31. Here's another comparison. This is some deep stuff, ain't it? Yes. This <laughs> some deep stuff. When I when I discovered this, I was like, wow. Come on. Psalm 103 and 20. Mm-hmm. Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Uh-huh. Now you heard that, right? Isaiah uh, 40 and 31. Isaiah 40 and 31. Come on. But they that wait upon the Lord. <laughs> Come on. Shall renew their strength. See this thing? Come on. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. He's talking about Israelites. He's talking about the men of Israel, the women of Israel. Come on. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Now read the uh, read that again about the angels. Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength. That excel in strength. Come on. That do his commandments. That do his commandments. Don't we? Ain't that... Ain't, ain't both of those things what we got to do? Come on. Hearkening unto the voice of his word. Uh-huh. See that thing? Comparison. Angels and us. Same thing. No difference. That's why when they come, they, they say, stand up, for I am thy brethren. That's why they say that. Give me, give me, let, let us um, angels Psalm 4104 and 4. Because they know that when we get changed in that second Thessalonians, we're gonna be as they are. We're gonna have the same mindset that they got. We're gonna have different abilities and powers just like them. They know it. That's why they say that to us. Come on. Isaiah 41 and 4. Who hath wrought and done it, calling the generations from the beginning? 
Okay, hold on. Where we at right now? I think you got lost in the sauce there. What, what, what did you do? What, what did you do? I did Psalm, the one before, 144 and 4. Which was what? Uh, Psalm 60, I think. Oh, now you thinking. You don't know what you did? No, I'm at the other one now. I did Psalm 40 and Isaiah 40 and 31. Okay, so the next one is Psalm 104 and 4. Psalm 104 and 4, and the one after that is Jeremiah 20 and 9. All right, stay with me now. Come on. Psalm 104 and 4. Uh-huh. Who maketh his angels spirits. I know I'm dropping some deep stuff on you. Come on. Who maketh his angels spirits. Come on. His ministers a flaming fire. See that thing? He's, they're talking about angels right there. Right? Not men. Okay? I used to think it was men when they said men, flames of fire. It's talking about angels right there. Okay? But listen to this. Jeremiah 20 and 9. Listen Jer- to this right here. Jeremiah 20 and 9. Uh-huh. Then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. But his word was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones. <laughs> That's because that angel is jumped on him. Just like one, just like it was the angel that was on him. You see what I'm saying? That minister, that flame of fire. You see what I'm saying? That's what he's talking about. That's why in the book of Acts, when they said it was like a rushing mighty wind, that's what that was. And it said flames set on the, on their heads. Those was angels. You see what I'm saying? That's why I, I, I that's why I say that the angels, is, the the Holy Spirit is an angel with the with the holy word of God for you, the individual. How can a hundred people say I got the Holy Spirit? Because they're all angels sent to those individual people. Come. It's the Holy Spirit because it's that holy word. Is God's word divided? I think not. God only has one word. So regards to whether a hundred or a thousand or a million angels, angels go out with that one word, it's still <laughs> it's bad, boy. This is bad. And then it can sit on a million people and it still be <laughs> I'm telling you, ain't that, ain't that good stuff? This is good stuff, ain't it? You know, with all that I ain't getting, getting understanding, right? I'm telling you, this is some sweet stuff, man. This is some beautiful stuff, okay? Um, read that one more time, and we're going to move on. Then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. But his word was in my heart, as a burning fire shut up in my bones. Uh-huh, that's because the holy angel, the holy spirit was on, was on him, was in him. Give me um give me the next one. Um Psalm 41 and 48, Psalm 148 and 2. And then you give me Genesis 29:35. You see the strong comparisons between Israelite men and women and, and angels? Yeah. Yes. Well, mainly yes. men, because women are covered, women and children are covered by the man. Okay, because he's the head of the home. Okay, I want nobody to get simple out there. Alright, come on. 140, Psalm 148 and 2. Uh-huh. Praise ye him, all his angels. Praise ye him, all his hosts. Uh-huh. So that's the heavenly third heaven host, right? Listen to this. Genesis 29, 35. Genesis 29 and 35. Then we get back to the main text. Come on. And she conceived again and bare a son. And she said, now will I praise the Lord. 
Therefore, she called his name Judah. <laughs> Judah means praise. You see that thing? So there's no difference between us and the angels in the third heaven other than we ain't been changed yet. Con, this is some bad stuff right here, boy. This is some powerful stuff. It, 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 it blew my mind when I discovered this. Um, give me um, that, that, and now it comes together when you say, when, 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 you, when you think of um, the celestial and the terrestrial, and, and we're going to be changed in a moment in a twinkling eye. We're going to be changed into that perfect mindset. We're going to be gods again. But we got to be practicing and walking in the law, statutes, commandments so that because the Lord, he just going to give us that little push. You know how you know how you um, you know how you almost there, but you just need a little push. You, you're like a fat person trying to get over a fence. You're like, come on, come on, please. I'm almost there. And, 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 and they just need a little push and they get over. They go over the fence. That's the best way I can describe what it's going to be like when we get changed in the moment in the twinkling of an eye. We're going to be pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling in Christ. And the Lord, he's going to say, all right, immortality. That's how it's going to be. It's going to be, man, I'm going to tell you, it's going to be a glorious day, baby. It's going to be a glorious day. Okay? So give me... um. So we left off at, so when we say, when we say, thy kingdom come, Matthew 6 and 10, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven, we're comparing ourselves as the ministers, we're comparing ourselves to the ministers, the flames of fire, which are the angels, but how are we going to be able to do that if we're not obeying the Lord? How are we going to be able to do that? We trying to be slick and getting away with this, getting away, and not trying to be holy, just like our brothers in the, he- in the, in the third heaven. We're supposed to be practicing these things, waiting for that little push. That's, that's what we're supposed to be doing right now. You see, that way, when the Lord comes, we're not going to be caught like that thief in the night. Because we waiting on this coming. We just, we waiting on somebody to come and, can somebody come and give me a little push? I'm all, I almost got, I just did a little push. That person is trying to get over the fence. That's the way we're going to have to be when he cracks that sky. We're going to have to be practicing what we preaching. And, and he he'll, he'll come and say, there you go. But if we ain't trying to get over no fence, if we ain't trying to, if we ain't trying nothing, what's going, what's going to happen? You see what I'm saying? We got to be practicing that thing, getting over that hump. We got to be running that race. You see? Give me, um, give me, um, let's get on back to this, uh, uh, Matthew 6 and 11. And, and, and the beautiful thing about it is, is it's an individual effort. See, this ain't got nothing to do with family or nothing. You see what I'm saying? This right here, what I'm talking about right now, this is individual. Because I might, I might be practicing getting over my fence, but you may not, you may feel like you ain't got to. And we might be right here in the same house. 
Something think about, ain't it? Okay, come on. Matthew 6 and 11. Come on. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day. Suit on me? I just said it, didn't I? Give me this day, Lord. My feeding. Give me something. That's why it says give us because it's talking about we, all of us, Israel is supposed to be looking for something. That's why it says give us. Because this, this is a corporate prayer because if we if we read this in context, if we explain this in context, the Lord was speaking to his disciples. That's why it says give us, right, this day, right? But really, we're, we're supposed to be saying give me, Lord, this day. You see what I'm saying? My daily bread. You see? We supposed to be seeking the Lord individually. Okay? Come on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Read that one more time. Give me Psalm 47 through 8. Give us this day our daily bread. Okay. Give me Psalm 47 through 8. Give me John 6 and 35. And then I want you to stay in the sixth chapter because I got something else for you. Psalm 47 through 8. Come on. Then said I, Lo, I come. In the volume of the book, it is written of me. See that thing? Come on. I delight to do thy will, O my God. Yea, thy law is within my heart. See? That's the same way we have to be, just like the Christ was. He said, Lo, I come to do thy will. You see? So we have to come to do his will. <laughs> Give us, give me this day my daily bread. You see what I'm saying? I'm telling you, man, this thing is beautiful. Okay, give me John 6 and 35. And then you, uh, yeah, well, yeah, you can give me John 6 and 47 through 51 too. John 6 and 35. John 6 and 35. Come on. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. And he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Uh-huh. See, if we need it, we got to come to the Lord. We got to come to the Bible, the Holy Bible. And I'm going to lay, I'm gonna throw this out there for y'all that don't know what we're Bible. The King James 1611 with the Apocrypha. King James 1611 with the Apocrypha. Okay. All right. Give me what you got. John 6, 47 through 51. John 6, 47 through 51. Oh, okay. Come on. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me have everlasting life. Uh-huh. Come on. I am that bread of life. He is that bread of life. Come on. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. Mm-hmm. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. So basically this superseded that, that manna that came down in, in the wilderness. Come on. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. That's why we shouldn't shouldn't fear death. That's another reason why we shouldn't fear death. Because we can eat, 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 but it's not it's not gonna save us. It's not gonna save us. This is the only bread, this is the only food that can save us and, and get us into eternal life. Come on. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. If any man eats of this bread, he's gonna live forever. Come on. 
and the bread that I will give is my flesh. Because they say you are what you eat, right? Come on. Which I will give for the life of the world. Okay, that's right. What world? Israel. <laughs> we know that that means Israel because the Bible says uh, Esau is the end of the world and Jacob is the beginning of the world that followeth after. So we know what world that's talking about. Give me, uh, uh, okay, so let's move on. Let's get back to the main text, Matthew 6 and 12. Matthew 6 and 12. Matthew 6 and 12. Uh-huh. And forgive, forgive us our debts. And we forgive our debtors. And forgive us our debts. Know what we praying. We praying and we're dealing with the Matthew uh, uh, Matthew 6 prayer. The Our Father prayer. Okay. Know what you praying. Know what you praying. Read that again. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Okay. Let, 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 let's go in on that a little bit. Give me Proverbs 22 and 26. And then somebody give me Matthew 18, 23 through, through 25. Proverbs 22 and 26. Come on. Be not thou one of them that strike hands, or of them that are sureties for debts. Mm-hmm. See, so you, you have to understand, even when it comes to debts, you don't want nobody holding debt over your head, do you? No. Okay. No. When in... You can't hold that over nobody else's head. You got to be prepared to forgive a debt. If somebody owes you some money, you got to be prepared to forgive them if you want to be forgiven for your debt. Right? Read that one more time. Be not thou one of them that strike hands or of them that are sureties for debt. So this is a person that just want to befriend people to get money from them. But when you get money from somebody, you're going to owe that money, ain't you? You see what I'm saying? So don't be don't be so quick to want to go into debt. That's what they're saying. Okay? Um, give me uh, Matthew 18, 23 to 25. But if you go into debt, you better come out of debt. You better pay that debt back. Come on. Matthew 18, 23 through 25. Uh-huh. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king. Uh-huh. which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him, which owed him 10,000 talents. Oh, come on. But for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold. Now, this is a comparison of someone who actually had a real debt they owed. Okay, come on. And his wife, and children, and all that he had, and payment to be made. That's it. 23 to 25. Yes. Okay. So here you see a, a man that owed debt. Okay. Keep keep reading that. I like that. Verse 26. The servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that thou owest. Now, here it is somebody who had been forgiven of their sin by the Lord. They pray to our Father prayer at night. Forgive us our debts as we forgive 
those who are indebted to us, right? But this is the reason why we cannot deceive ourselves into thinking that the Lord is hearing our prayer and actually forgiving our sin. This, this is going to help us to understand that even though we say to our Father prayer, the Lord is not hearing our prayer if we're not obeying it. Right? Read that again. Read that again. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants. The same servant that he forgave, the Lord himself, the king, forgave. He went out and he did what? And found one of his fellow servants. He found one of his servants. Okay, somebody that was under him, like the Lord is over him. He's over this person. Come on. Which owed him a hundred pence. That'd be like that in comparison to now, that'd be you and your brother. The Lord's over you, or while I'm over you, you're over your brother, because you older than him. Come on. Which owed him a hundred pence. Uh-huh. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat. So he, so he's having a problem with this brother not paying him what he owe him when he haven't paid the Lord what he owe the Lord. Come on. Saying, pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Uh-huh. And he would not, but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. In other words, in other words what he did was he took matters into his own hands, Right. He took matters into his own hands instead of, like the Bible says, vengeance is mine, I will repay, repay saith the Lord. He took matters into his own hands and he said, oh, you don't want to pay me? Okay, I, I got something for you. Come on. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord, after that he had called him, uh-uh, come on, said unto him, Oh, thou wicked servant. See that? This, this is what's going to be the result. This is what's going to happen to all those on this earth who were not forgiving people who have done something to them. Right? And like I say, it's easy to figure, these, figure out who these people are because these people, they don't say I apologize too often. They don't say, I'm sorry. They don't ask you to forgive them. These people, they, they don't say these things a lot. These people are known for those types of things. They don't come and apologize for wrongdoing or nothing. You're very rarely hear this from them, right? Come on. Oh, thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt. See, and you know what part of, the, you know what part of that debt was? Other people telling you they sorry. Other people saying, forgive me, I was wrong. See? But you kept being prideful and you didn't feel like you had to say it. You see? This 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 is what the Lord is talking about right here. So when it says in Matthew 6 and 12, it says, and forgive us. Now we want to be forgiven, don't we? Yes. Forgive. That's why, that's why we pray it. That's why we pray it, right? We don't want the judgment and wrath of God on us. But we want to render judgment on others. Read that again. 
O thou wicked servant, uh-huh. I forgave thee all that debt. Uh-huh. All them sins that you did, all that, all that stuff that you, all them things you committed against me and against others. Come on. Because thou desirest me. Because you asked me through the Our Father prayer. You said, Father, forgive me my debts as I forgive those who are indebted to me. But see, it was conditional. We didn't know that. You see that thing? See, we thinking that because we just prayed it, we good now. Should we pray, Father, forgive me. Uh, uh, forgive me my debts as I'm indebted to others. And we didn't realize that it's not just the kingdom of God cometh not by observation. It don't come by that. We don't get in the kingdom by just going through the motions. We get in the kingdom by obeying the word. That's how we get in. We're not going to get in. We're going to be cast into outer darkness. We're going to be cast into the lake of fire if we don't get this right here. Read it again. Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt. I forgave you all that debt. I forgave you for all them sins you have committed coming up in your lifetime. Come on. Because thou desirest me. Now, this person is at the judgment. He got to be because the Lord's getting ready to judge him. You see what I'm saying? So he, this guy went, went through life. He's carried on life like this. Thinking he was all right, not forgiving others while he was trying to be forgiven. And he had it all wrong, apparently. Come on. Shouldest not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant? See, the Lord is saying, you should have had compassion all these times that I was forgiving you. It wasn't just for you to take that forgiveness and say, oh, thanks, Lord, I appreciate that. And then you go and you be wicked. It wasn't for that. It was so that you would go and you would now show the same mercy and compassion that I've shown you, son. Come on, or daughter, come on. Even as I had pity on thee. See, the Lord had pity on us. Come on. And his Lord was wroth. And the Lord was angry. He was pissed off. That's one thing we don't want to do to the Lord. The king of terrors. That's why he's called the king of terrors. Because he knows that perfect thing that he got planned for you to terrify you. You see what I'm saying? That's why we don't want to get him like that toward us. Because we want the loving Heavenly Father's side, as I talked about so many times. We don't want to look at him like a king of terror. Con? Con. Con. Read that? Come on. And his Lord was wroth. Uh-huh. And delivered him to the tormentors. Delivered him to the demons. Delivered him to the demon. And you know what? See, this is the thing, right? When you look at that right there, you got to say to yourself, right? These are going to be the same demons that I didn't go all out and work for when they asked me to. I was going back and forth. I would go work for them for a little bit. Then I would say, oh, I'm tired. My soul is tired of working for you now. I'm going to go back here and work for the Lord and get some rest. Then they go back, work for the demons. Then they, their soul gets tired, right? Then they come back, work, working for the Lord. They need some rest now. They're tired of doing evil because it's no good to their soul anyway, right? 
and they go back working for the demons, these demons are going to be the same demons the Lord going to hand you over to. The same demons that he going to put you in their custody. See, so this this is what we this is what we got to understand, Israel. You see, because the devil is not going to treat be treating us nice. Them demons ain't going to be treating us. They are going to take torment to a level you can't imagine. That 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 that, that because now you are you are you have no help. From yo, we just talked about it, didn't we? The angels, the comparison, us and them. Didn't we just talk about it? But we are not practicing that. Right? So now what are we left to? Nothing but wickedness. The scary thing is that that wickedness is going to be on us now. Remember when remember when we were giving the wickedness? You know, you know, you know, you know how you know how you know how you you uh a misery loves company? You you know how someone is willing to administer wrongdoing, but they don't want it? That that that's that why don't you want it? Because it doesn't feel good, does it? Read that again. Read that again. See here, there's not gonna be any choice that you can make to get away from it. You're going to be turned over to your tormentors. Listen to that. And his Lord was wroth. And his Lord was wroth which means ain't no more okay I'm I'm tired of doing wickedness. I need some peace now. My soul needs some rest from doing this wrongdoing. Come on. And delivered him to the tormentors. Delivered him. Deli- uh, see, I got, I got Israel. I got you. I got you. To, you gotta get this. You gotta understand what this is saying. And all of this is coming from Matthew six and twelve. And forgive us our debts. I'm telling you, the Lord ain't playing. As we. That, that means it's conditional. It's conditional. It's conditional. Forgive us, Lord. As we forgive. So that means that if you ain't forgiven, you ain't forgiven. And because you're not forgiven, this is what's going to happen. Read that again. His Lord was wroth. His Lord was pissed. In other words, he's no longer father to you. He's now king of terrors. Come on. And delivered him to the tormentors. And delivered him to the same demons that he was working part-time for. Where his soul couldn't get rest with. Uh-uh, man. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Israel, I-, I hope you understand the price. 
you're going to have to pay. His soul wasn't getting no rest. That's why we stopped serving the devil. You, even when I even when I was in even when I was out out in the street running the streets, I'd be out there and, and man, I had dark rings around my eyes in the street, four and five in the morning, chasing these wicked women, hanging out with these wicked Negroes, and I finally wanted rest. Drinking, smoking reefer. Finally wanted some rest. (laughs) See? But see, in this situation here, This ain't like the person voluntarily saying, all right, I'll see y'all demons later. I'm going home. Ain't going to be none of that. Ain't going to be none of that no more. Because once the Lord hands you completely over, they have full control over you. And you can't go nowhere. I'm telling you, man, this, this is the reason why we... Better get this man thing while we here, while we on this planet, before we go into the next life, because this thing is going to get real serious. Read that again. And his Lord was wroth. Because you don't want the Lord, you don't want your heavenly father to become a king of terrors. You don't want him to be your worst enemy when he used to be your loving heavenly father. But this is what's happening here. He immediately turned from Heavenly Father into King of Terrors for this person. Come on. And his Lord was wroth. Uh-huh. And delivered him to the tormentors till he should pay all that was due unto him. My God. My God. This is what the Lord got for all. All that's doing wickedly. This is what they got coming. This is the judgment right here. This is the judgment. Ain't going to be no, Lord, I'm sorry, Lord, forgive me. No, if you not trying to get over that fence, if you ain't, when he comes, because he said, when I come, shall I find faith? If we ain't trying to do the right thing, when he comes, that's it. Ain't going to be no more trying, no more chances, none of that. That's what he's saying right here. Okay? Give me Proverbs 22 and 26. Proverbs 22 and 26. Come on. Be not thou one of them that strike hands, or of them that are sureties for debts. Okay. Give me, um, and then give me, uh, Matthew 18, 23 to 25 again. Then we're going to move on. No, no, no. Read, read Matthew 6 and 12. We already did that. Matthew 6 and 12, and then going down into 13. I need you to understand, I just want you to understand thoroughly what it means to be forgiven. It means that you have to forgive. It's simple. If you ain't forgiven, you ain't forgiven. Come on. Matthew 6, 12 through 13. Come on. So so hopefully this will help people to forgive a lot easier. Come on. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Uh-huh. And lead us not into temptation. See? 
a lot of times this is the reason why the devil gets people to go into sin a lot and they can't they can't underwent understand why they can't stop sinning you see that and, and, and we and we thinking man they they they, they uh, 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 must be something else leading this person no I'm gonna show you what's I'm gonna show you why this individual or why these individuals can't stop sinning it's led is connected to six and twelve read it again read six and twelve again Matthew six and twelve come on and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors see that thing now because that person is not forgiving as the Lord has given them grace and mercy to get things right down here he ain't killed them He's giving them time. That's why they're still living. To get their life right, right? Read 13. Listen to this now. Right after the right after the forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors, listen to what's listen to what's said. Come on. Matthew 6 and 13. Uh-huh. And lead us not into temptation. See? Don't lead me into temptation. What is that? Lead me into sinning. I'm telling you, this thing is deep, boy. This showing you that the word is alive and well and working right now, this very moment. Deliver me, Lord. Don't lead me into temptation to sin, Lord. Read. Come on. But deliver us from evil. But deliver me from evil, which is the temptation to sin. Come on. For thine is the kingdom. Deliver me from them demons that's tempting me to go and sin against you, Lord. Come on. And the power. And the power. Come on. And the glory. And the glory. See right here? Now this person is giving the Lord his whole person. He's saying, yours is the only kingdom that I honor with my life. You are the only true power that I honor with my life. You are the only one that should receive the glory with my life. And that forever. And then they seal it with amen. I agree. This is some deep stuff. I'm telling you, this is some, this prayer is a powerful thing because it's showing you why people can't stop sinning. It's showing you plain as day. Give me 1 Corinthians 10 and 13. And then somebody give me Galatians 6 and 1. This is some good stuff, is, is it not? Yeah. Is this not some good stuff? Yes. You would think just reading the Our Father prayer, all this wasn't in there. First Corinthians 10 and 13. And then give me Galatians 6 and 1. 1 Corinthians 10 and 13. Come on. There hath no temptation taken you, 
but such as is common to man. So when we say something is 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 just diabolical, it's, it's meant for me. This this is an assassination. <laughs> no, no, don't try to make this something so big and overwhelming that you can handle it. Read that again. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. There, there's no there's no super super sin out there that, that just for you. There hath no temptation taken you. Watch that thing. But it's but that which is common to man. Read it again. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. Uh-huh. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able. Where is he not suffering you above that which you are tempted and able? Matthew 6. Matthew 6. Give me Galatians 6 and 1. Galatians 6. He's not going to tempt us above that we're able. Why is he not going to do that? Because we're already obeying it. That's why Christ said, when the devil came to me, he could find none of him in me. So how could he be tempted? Come on. Galatians 6 and 1. Come on. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault. And then give me Hebrews 4 and 15. Come on. Ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of weakness. Now, now listen to this. Listen to this. Here, now it's dealing with your brother in the Lord. Not even you now. Not even you. See how we can affect people in a negative or positive way? When the average person to say, that ain't got nothing to do with nobody else. This is me doing sin. Ain't what the Lord of Lord looking at it. Read that again. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault. See, if a, if a brother be overtaken in a fault, if he's weak to a sin, come on. Ye which are spiritual. You which are not weak to that same sin, come on. Restore such an one in the spirit of meekness. Make that brother strong. <laughs> that brother ain't none of my responsibility. He got oh, he on his own. This ain't how the Lord look at it. Give me, give me Galatians 6 and 1. Galatians 6 and 1. I already read that. Give me Hebrews 4 and 15. Hebrews 4 and 15. And then give me Hebrews 11 and 37. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are. See? Come on. Yet without sin. Yet without sin. Why was he yet without sin? Because he made his mind up. He made his mind up. I am come to do thy will. He didn't just go out there in, uh, to, to bring the word, right? Not knowing what he was going to really do. Not knowing who he was really going to be for. Come 
or let the situations that occurred while he was out there dictate who he's going to be for. See the difference? See the difference? See the difference? Give, give, give me a Hebrews 4 and uh, Read that again. Read, read that again, what you just read. Hebrews 4 and 15. And then give me Hebrews 11 and 37. Come on. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. Uh-huh. And was in all points tempted like as we are. That's right. Yet without sin. Yet without sin. So when, when we think when we think we can't do it, we can do it. We can do it. Give me Hebrews 11 and 37. But, but will you be a soldier and do what you have to do as a soldier to get the job done? Come on. Hebrews 11 and 37. Come on. They were stoned. They were sawn asunder. These are things our men had to go through. Come on. To get the job done, might I add. Come on. We're tempted. We're slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented. See, all these things our men went through. What out of there would you be willing to go through? What price would you be willing to pay for this truth? What price? Because it's coming. A price is going to have to be paid. And you know what's going to determine whether or not that you're going to be able to pay that, Israel? Matthew 6. Con. Con. Forgive us this day as we forgive our debtors. That's why when you walk in pride and you don't feel like you should say, I'm sorry, forgive me, I was wrong, that's going to lead up to that day where you're going to be caught by the thief. Is coming. Give me James 1, uh, 13 through 14. And we're going to close it out from here, Israel. James 1, 13 through 14. Uh huh. Let no man say when he is tempted. Let no man say when he's tempted. Come on. I am tempted of God. God did this. God tempted me. Come on. For God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither tempteth he any man. See? Come but, on. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust. That's what men are tempted by. They're tempted by the lust of their own desires. Come on. And enticed. And enticed. Why? Because they want that thing. They have not been training themselves. They have not been fasting. They've not been praying like they should. 
They've not been seeking the word, getting God's advice, because that's what the word is, his advice. Lord, what do you think about this thing? Should I desire this or should I not? Come on. Then when lust hath conceived. Then once that lust is on you for that thing. Come on. It bringeth forth sin. It's going to bring forth sin because you ain't did nothing about it. You ain't did nothing about it. Come on. And, and sin. And sin, once that sin is on you, come on. When it is finished. When that sin is done with you, come on. Bringeth forth death. Death is coming. He delivered him over to the tormentors. God? God. God. All right, Israel, we're going to close it out from there. We just delivered to you the breakdown of the Our Father prayer in Matthew, the sixth chapter. And the moral of the story is, Israel, if you don't forgive others for what they've done to you, you're not going to be forgiven. And you're going to be delivered over to your tormentors for destruction. Israel. It's been good once again. Shalom. Mm-hmm.